sharing with the ministers as I took the bread, no, the wine, and I got to that place, the Lord told me to say something to you. The Lord took me back. Can you get my, all, my fall, fall back down a bit? Because you're having ambience. The Lord took me back to an encounter. One day, an angel of the Lord appeared to me in Ludwig Mews, 72 Ludwig Mews, where I, where I used to live. And that angel took me out of my body to heaven. I've had a number of encounters before then. But on this encounter, I had the greatest shock of my life. When I got to heaven, I was taken to a place. And then the Lord came. In this encounter, I did not see his face. But I saw myself, I became like a baby. If you have read my book on my encounter with the Lord Jesus and his holy angels, I'm sure that you will read about it full detail there. Because I want to deal with the area God told me to speak to you. Your life will never be the same. I have assurance from heaven. Tonight, you will never forget it in your history. And the Lord took me on his hand. But I was amazed that it was this finger only that I saw. The whole palm of God, but this second finger. After your, what you, after your thumb, the next finger on the right hand. And he picked me up. I was like a baby, but I was talking like an adult. And he took me into a river and dipped me in the river. But something amazing about this river is that you can breathe in the water. And you can speak in the water. Like you are speaking in the atmosphere. The water looks like air. And the water passes through the whole of your system when you are dipped into this water. The kind of peace that you get after being dipped into the water... Human words cannot express it. The kind of presence and pleasure. And so, I was talking with the Lord and he was chatting with me while he was doing all this. And then he took me from there into a room with the same finger. He caught, he sold some garments, robes. And he went to another room with me and he sold a crown. And he took the garment and put the garment on me. But the amazing thing is that this one finger behaved like ten fingers. Because you need ten fingers to do those things. But he was using this just one finger. And he was doing all those things. And then he went to the, to the, to the, took me to the forest and he fell a tree. And he carved a seat like a throne and he picked me up and he placed me on the seat the chair with the robe on me with the crown on me and he carried me with this finger towards his face and i recognized that i was by his chest area 
and he was still speaking with me. Then he put me on this left palm. You know, as you have lines in your hand, that is how the hand of God looks like. Exactly. 100%. True copy. And in his right hand, you have this center line. All right? I hope the camera is getting me on this. And on this center line, he placed me. So when he placed me on that center line, and he was telling me, say this after me, and that is what is relevant to you tonight. He said, I have lifted you above all your enemies. He said, repeat after me. I have lifted you above your enemies. Repeat it. And he said to me, their hands can never touch you anymore. And after telling me to repeat this for three times, I did. I said, let me look at the face of he that was speaking to me. Because I was already by his chest. And when I looked vertically towards, it's like carrying a baby on your chest. When I looked up to see his face, the two edges of the hand like this, palm, begin to rise. The more vertical I look, the higher they became. And this palm became like mountain. And the center of his hand, I was sitting in me, looked like a valley. And I said, Lord, I can't see your face. Let me see your face. Because I thought it was Jesus I was speaking with. Because all the time the Lord Jesus appeared to me. I see him. I touch him. Talk, talk with him. He held me. We talk and, and all that. And suddenly, I heard him speak and said, No one sees the face of the Father and lives. And the moment he said that, a terrible fear came upon me. I now recognized that I was right in the presence of the one who created the heavens and the earth. The one that is called the Ancient of Days, the God that many are confused about. But unto those who have his spirit, they know him. And as I got so afraid, I sunk back, into my spirit dropped back into my body. I woke up. That day made a difference in my life. Someone has asked me before in Nigeria, when they questioned me that, what is the boldness that you have that what people are afraid of, you are not afraid of it, when it comes to the devil? I have no single fear for Satan or for demons. And sometimes when I tell them what, what I think, you know, has contributed to that, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. But I say, if the one who created heavens and the earth told me with his mouth, I have lifted you high above all your enemies. And nothing of theirs can touch you any longer. Should I be afraid of death? Should I be afraid of man? Should I be afraid of demons? That is a covenant between me and the one who created all things. And I say this to you so. He told me there that I should make pronunciation upon you. That covenant that God made with me, the Father made with me when he carried me on his hand, is yours from today. Amen. The Lord will lift you with his right hand. Amen. Above all your enemies. Amen. 
and nothing of theirs will ever be able to hurt you. I am unstoppable. By His grace, you will be unstoppable. I cannot be afflicted. By His grace, you will never be afflicted. Send affliction to me. I drank poison. It was neutralized. Witches gave me poison. I drank it physically. And nothing took place. You will do the same with me. God will do the same with you. They will lead me in my dream. And physically came out publicly to... to, to, When I was being crusaded, the the witches decided to kill me. They tried everything they could not. So they sent a woman to me on the dream. Okay? When the woman appeared to me on the dream, she came to me trying to touch me with a seduction spirit. And the spirit in me arose and I rebuked her. And I said, I was going to make a pronunciation that you shall be mad. And the Holy Ghost held my mouth. Seized my tongue. I shook my head in my anger in the dream. And she left. Okay? Saturday. And the Holy Spirit said if I had pronounced that, she would wake up mad. And no one would kill her. But God wanted to give her a second chance. I came up to the church on the second day, Sunday. And, we, you know, all our, we elders and pastors will stand, choir will stand, and we will pray before we enter service. And when they were going to pray, I said, stop me, please. Pastor, I had, I had an encounter tonight. You, I pointed to her. Why did you come if they sent you to me? You should have rejected their errand. And when I pointed my finger to her, she began to vibrate all from her head to her toe. Everybody was wondering what is going on here. I said, ask from her. When I looked at her again, she began to confess furiously. They could not hold her from begging and confession. Okay? She spoke about her, the people who were there, who conspired and who instructed her. That if we cannot kill him, if you can sleep with him on his dream, we will get him. But they do not know. He that keepeth Israel does not sleep nor slumber. I am not introducing to you a God who was written about and is no more functioning. It is the same Christ yesterday, today and forever. I want your hunger to change towards God. He can deliver what he promised. Let me say something to you. At this time that this happened, I think... I was in my 30s or so, late 30s. Now, this is what happened. After that had passed, they decided to bring Popo, Karika Papaya, to me physically. Okay? And on the night before, I saw the woman by the Holy Spirit. Today, your eyes is open forever. God is more exciting than everything you can think in the world. And she carried the purple in the dream. And she brought the purple to me. And when I looked at the purple, I found out that it was death. And I said to her, take your purple and go back to where you were sent. The following day, I was with the pastors... All these people were in the choir. These people that I'm talking about. 
I'm not saying that Kwayale is like that. But when, when evil people come, let me tell you where they first head for. Choir and intercessors. Those two teams. That's the reason why in CFT you cannot be a chorister and not be disciplined spiritually. Okay? Neither can you say you are, a, you are an intercessor and you are not disciplined spiritually. That is the military force of the church. And as we are going to pray, we finish, no, we finished uh, the service. We finished service and we, we, would, we will all work out in our service. And then we will now gather and thank God for the service with the choir. And as we were going to pray, when they finished praying, uh, you know, the pastor said, I should say the grace. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, you, why did you accept to kill me when I have come to give you life? Ah, you know, the pastor has seen the previous one that happened. And the lady said that, no, I don't know anything, I don't know anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, is that so? Uh, and I will say that you should fall and you are dead. And she crashed to the ground instantly. Before everybody. She crashed to the ground and she was gasping for breath. And her hands were shriveled like that. Gone. And the sister dived over her and said, Please, please, sir, I will confess, I will confess, I will confess. Everybody was shocked. The choir was totally derailed. And the elders were confused. I said, tell them who need to know. And she began to confess. She spoke about how they had a meeting. That is the confederation of the witches of Lagos. And how they decided they went to a man called Ebohon, who was the head of witches of Nigeria at the time. That this man had been devastating us over this, in this crusade over the, 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 the past months. What can we do to kill him? And he said, she said, they sent us to Russia. And we all went to Russia, five of us. We went to Russia. It was in Russia they gave us the purple to bring to him. So that in the physical we would give him purple because uh, they said to us that when ministers are doing crusade, they will be fasting. I don't. They don't know that I don't do that. Not when I'm doing crusade. You don't, you don't sharpen your weapon during battle. You prepare your weapon before battle comes. When I'm doing crusade, I feel my tummy because I need energy to shout. <laughs> oh, yes. And so, she said that they were given the purple. I said, did I not tell you? Because I, I told uh, one of the pastors exactly what I saw. And she said, please, sir. Please. I said, okay, bring the purple. She said, we cannot anymore, sir. We cannot anymore, sir. I said, okay, stand up. And the woman that was slain stood up. There is a God we serve. Let me tell you. I'm talking about what is going home with you tonight. I went one more time to the house of a girl who also came publicly to confess that she had been infested with witchcraft and she wanted to be delivered. And I went to the house. The parents were just converted. And when I got to the house, they had to serve me drinks. And they asked me, what will you take? I said, Fanta. And the mother of the girl took the Fanta. You know, Fanta is orange. And she opened the Fanta. She, she brought the Fanta to open the Fanta. 
And the girl ran in and said, Mommy, let me, let me open it for uh, pastor. And the mother said, Oh, yeah, yeah. You are the one they come to pray for. Serve the man of God. And she opened the drink. But from her palm, I saw a red substance dropped into the bottle. Okay? But naked eyes cannot see what I'm saying. You receive the sight to see today. You receive the heart to function today. Let me tell you this. There is so much in God. That is the reason why I always clamor that love God more than anything. If you love any other thing more than God, you just waste your life and time. Because that which you love, you never get it. But if you love the provider, he will bring everything you need. So it's easier to, to make a choice. Not the pleasures of this world. There's no pleasure in this world. There are more pleasures when you see cherubs of God. When you see seraphim singing and dancing before the throne, it is a more pleasure. You know, a better film, when God takes you to heaven and you see the greeneries in heaven, and you see the beings in heaven, the orderliness in heaven, you join the saints of, of God in heaven when they are worshipping Yahweh. It makes a difference to you. Endless are the experiences you can have when you turn your heart truly to God. She took the drink and poured it into my glass. And I was talking with the woman and the father, the father and the mother about Christ. And suddenly, I took the drink and I drank it half and I put it down. And when I put the rest half of the glass down, we saw, few minutes, a red substance like a little ball appeared. And it began to grow. And it became a big ball like my hand. Fill the glass. And the mother was saying, ah, what is this? What is this? Because it came from a cultic background, she called it the name. We call it in a cult background. She said it's Majeli. Majeli means a, 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 a poison produced by spell. And she put her hand on her head and said, Yay, will I invite a man of God only to come and kill him in my house? I said, you don't know about it. And the husband was like this. I said, it is not your fault, sir. I said, call me your daughter. She had gone out, but she was at the door, peeping to see the man of God drop dead. Your enemy will not kill you. There is a God in Israel. I beg you to love him. He delivers every promise that he made. Everything the devil is doing in the church of God today is to detract your attention so that you will not enter into the real power of the Mosa. Take away your eyes from all these detractions. The things of the world have been in the world before you came. You know, when you follow fashion, be, be sensible. Use your common sense. If you use common sense, you know fashion that are satanic, and you know fashion that are not, are glorifying. When the mother went to the door, she ran. I said, you see her running? Go and bring her to me. The mother said, ah. I said, yes. The mother brought the girl. When she brought the girl. I said, tell your parents what you did. She said, what did I do? <laughs> I said, I'm going to I said, you are joking. You think that it is those who serve Satan only that can see? No. 
Those who serve Satan can't see really. They are blind. Their eyes are plastered over. There is a spirit called the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit. In whoever it dwells, if it touches your eyes, you will not need to look behind you, but you can see everything at your back. Huh? The Lord sent me, and I answered. I said, if you don't confess now, from this time, till you meet me in the crusade in the evening, it is my grain you'll be having. Ah, she said, I will confess, I will confess. Because they are the ones who afflict people with migraine, witches. They call it Tulu. When you have a migraine, this part of your head aching you, and the rest part of the head will be okay. Or you have this part of your head, just one circle area, aching you to the place whereby you feel like pulling the air. And the rest is okay. It's satanic affliction. It is not drugs that will cure it. It is the blood of Jesus that can cure it. And she began to confess and said that we are 11. When, is that when the minister of God came here, 11 people followed him. Because they had a, he said we had a meeting yesterday night. How can we stop the crusade? We have to kill him. We have tried all these means. He failed. We failed. So he said, okay, he's coming to my house tomorrow. When they came in, she said, they, she said they gave me the spell to put in his drink, and he will drink, and he will be dead by migraine. Okay? Sometimes you, a child of God, will speak. You don't know the Holy Ghost is speaking through you. It is the accurate, correct thing you are saying. Those who have the knowledge will affirm it. And so... Then the mother said, Mugbe, Mugbe, meaning, I'm done for. I'm done for. How will I absorb myself from this dilemma? I said to the woman, it is written, you shall drink deadly poison and it shall not hurt you. I said to them, it's poison, but to me, it is nutrients. I said, but now, two of us will drink. He mentioned the names of those who came, and I know them. Physically. So I said to the parents, and the parents who know them because we are all in the church there. I took Pentecostal church. I took the rest. I said, Follow me. And they followed me outside. And when we go to the outside, I said, Father, I command the spirit of all those who came to give me drink to come. I said, Angels of God, arrest them and bring them here. And I waited and they brought them. I said, The rest of the drink, may they take it. And I began to pour it off the cup until it's all emptied. To the physical eye, it was to the ground. But I saw them gorging it. Not at the volume in the cup, but like a rushing water. And I said to the parents, let's go to church. Deal with that girl, drove the devil out of her, got her clean in that house. They brought her to church. When they brought her to church, she was clean. And she was telling the mother that there will be trouble in church today. Because these people who came, they must be in service. Some of them are leaders there. And if they don't come, there will be trouble. Before I came, even they, they have to come because they are almost dead. The, those who are juniors among them, they have come to the church crying. My head, my head with tears. My head, my head, my head. And I came. They were crying, man of God, please, man of God, please. I was among them. I was among them. I said, among who? Let everybody know the company you are among. They began to confess it. 
So in my crusade, they were crying into the crusade. I let the crusade start. The Bible says, Jesus made a public spectacle of the devil triumphing over them by the cross. So, in the crusade, I called them out. They confessed what they did. And I said to them, you have one option. Accept Jesus and live. Or continue your witchcraft and today you are gone. Ah, I will accept Jesus. <laughs> you will accept Jesus. So yeah. <laughs> there are some people who have to accept him by force. By force, by fire. So when they confess Jesus, I say, migraine, go in the name of Jesus. And then they say, did your hell like this? <laughs> it was gone. That is the unction that you receive tonight. That is the covenant of tonight. If you look at the book of Samuel, very quickly, I won't take much of our time tonight, but we will pray, and you will use that authority before we finish. If you look at Daniel chapter 10, it concerns a very interesting story. From chapter 9, if you read at home, you will see how somebody lost something called a donkey. The donkey of Saul's father missed. And how Saul was called to go and look for the donkey. But in, before Saul got to uh, um, where uh, Samuel was, First Samuel chapter 10. Chapter 9, chapter 10. Alright? The Bible tells us that God had revealed to Samuel that Saul would be the king. You know, he lost something. And that thing he was looking for led him to kingship. Do you understand how that is to you? What you are missing in your life will lead to your destiny. Is it not restoration of God? All right. However, the Bible tells us that when Saul, Samuel cited Saul, he said, Are you not the one God has revealed to me? Unto who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And unto whose family has God has shown favor? Whatever the case may be, he anointed Saul. Verse 1. Then Samuel took the flask of oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you leader over his inheritance? <coughs> All right? Now look at what happened. Then he prophesied to Samuel, eh, to Saul. And then he said to Saul, in verse 5, after the prophecies, After that you will go to Gibeah of God, where the, there is, is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high places with lyre and tambourine flutes and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. Look at, let's read the verse 6 together. And the Spirit of God will come upon me. Read it again. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon me. 
in power. <laughs> the Holy Spirit told me to tell you to say it one more time. And the Spirit of the God will come upon me in power. And I will prophesy with them. And I will be changed into a different person. Look at what happens. Verse 7 gave instruction. Once these things are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do, for God is with you. No wonder Acts chapter 4, 38 is written so. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power, and how he went about doing good and healing everyone under the power of the devil, because God was with him. That is the, that is the note there. The Spirit of God will come upon you in power. And whatever your hand finds to do, do it. You will succeed in the name of Jesus. Places where you have failed before, you will succeed in this time. If somebody had deprived you of your right before, in this season they will give it back to you. For the Spirit of the Lord will be upon you. That is number one. Now if you look at the fulfillment of it... In verse 9, I saw turn to leave Samuel. Shall we read together? I saw. Today, God changes your heart. That's why I told you to ask God for prophetic hearts. Let me help you understand this so simple philosophy. Can you be an engineer without your mind being programmed to be so? Come on, come on, tell me. Somebody here who is not an engineer, you have not done physics. Tell me the principle of motion. Stand up and tell it to me. Tell me how you can apply the principle of motion to the beams and the columns of this building. You know, this building has, you know, columns that go up and beam over there. Tell me, tell me if you have not done engineering. Really, the word column looks strange to some people. Why can I apply physics into the steelworks of this building? This speaker that is hanging here, how can I apply the literal on the physics to the, the very structure that is holding? This thing is heavy. If, they, if you fall on a man, he will, he will grind to grab rubbles. This speaker that you are seeing. Okay. How can I say to the engineer who constructed, you know, a steel member upon which this thing is hanging? How can I agree that this, that steel he put there will carry the weight? I have to look at the calculations. And there are things I'm looking for. It's the principle of moment. You have thrust here. Load. The weight of this stuff and the thrust. You have the distance and you have these chains to, to, to be able to ascertain that this diameter, that this di- diameter of chain will be able to hang it without pulling it down. Alright? Before you can now begin to look at the steel which was plugged into the wall and to the nails, to the dimension of that nail. Alright? Now, I'm talking rubbish now because my mind has been trained into that. So it looks strange to you. 
And your heart will function according to what your mind is. I can begin to quote laws to you now. Because 14 years ago, I could not. When the lawyer speaks, I look as a, a dunce. But now, when the judges speak, I weigh what they are saying and analyze. Because between the past 11 years, something happened to my mind. My mind was reprogrammed so that my heart thinks differently. I would together now. So, for you to operate any function, you need the heart and the mind that is, con- you know, cons- commensurate to the function. A Christian who has the whole heart, he- his whole heart and mind, cannot function in any gift of the Spirit. To operate in the gift of healing, you need the kind of heart that can operate by faith. To operate in the gift of prophecy, you need the kind of heart that can operate according to proportion of faith. Romans chapter 12. Or else, you will be a non-looker. When people are talking about it, you will look like, you know, what is going on here? How is this happening? From today, you will never question how it happened anymore. It will begin to happen to you. I say it begins to happen to you. Heaven will change your heart. Heaven will change your mind. Heaven will reprogram you. By the power of the Holy Spirit of God. For flesh give birth to flesh... So you look like your earthly father, and the gene of your earthly father is in you, by the decree of the God of heaven. Spirit give birth to spirit. And if you are connected with me, the gene with which God made my spirit, receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God does not ordain spiritual fathers for nothing. Paul said, remember the gift you received when I lay my hands on you. That's why you received the gift, Paul says. I told all of you young people who are teenagers, 20s, 30s, that Apostle William didn't become what he is now because of the time that he was called to the first apostle. He was so from scratch when he was a tender age because I taught my heart to love God when others love other things. Huh? So from a tender age, I've been seeing visions. Even at the time, I don't understand it was vision. An elder blundered before in the church I was born. And I called my parents because the Lord showed all what he did to me on the dream. Okay? An elder's wife. The elder traveled abroad. The wife slept with the houseboy and continued to sleep with the houseboy until she conceived. All right? I was about the age of uh, nine, eight, nine. And then she gave birth to a boy. All right? And the Holy Spirit showed all this to me on my dream. And then, the father came to know that the boy is not his child at the age of 15. This is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me at the age of 8, 9. And then, the father kicked the boy out of his house and kicked the woman out of his house when the boy was 15. Alright? And everybody tried to reconcile them, but 
they could not. And the woman who was living in palace, palacios, because the man was rich, became a, a pauper, sleeping in the streets on stalls, market stalls, like in Defo Market, in the stalls, street stalls. And then, after five years of wandering from place to place, I saw in that dream, I was the one the Lord God used to bring that man and the wife back. You know, I was about eight, nine, 15 years plus five, 20, at the age of 27, 28, 29. When I called my mother and my father and said, I had a dream, and they said what? And I told them what the brother, because we just know that his uncle, he was houseboy. And the father, that man, took that younger man as a houseboy, but he decided to train him, send him to secondary school, sent him to university, and got him a job in Central Bank, and he became a director of Central Bank eventually. Eventually. But at that time, it was still his growing period. This man did all that to you, and yet... The, the wife says, sleep with me, and you are sleeping with the man, with the, with, the, with, the, with the wife. Let me tell you what happened. When, that, when I told my parents, my parents said, ah, at 8, eight to 9, they said, okay, no problem. They were now talking among them. They said, my dad and my mom, that, ah, which kind of child is this? I was, ah, you know that there is prophecy over his life. But because the woman just came to tell them, you know, to confess a week before. So they called the woman. And they said, my son, come. Tell auntie what you saw. And you know, I didn't understand what I was saying. I was just talking casually, like if it's a good thing. <laughs> because I don't know. Can you see God, by the way? And I was telling them how she would be leaving from, I saw auntie, you, you were kicked out of the house and you were living from one place to the other on the uh, you know, stores. And then I saw that five years after, I came. And I brought you and uncle together. And then God bless your life. The glory of the latter house is now bigger than what you had before. They became more prosperous. And she broke down to tears. And I was wondering why is auntie crying? Is it not good? My father said, excuse us. It was when I grew older, my father said to me, what really happened was that they kept it to themselves. Nobody knew it. The man came. The woman said, you know, I'm pregnant. And the man never suspected the wife. She didn't, he didn't worry. I think the woman was two months pregnant when the man came. And the man accepted the child. But they didn't calculate, ah, you were not pregnant for nine, nine months. The child is not premature. You know, they gave birth the age of seven months, few weeks or so. Whatever the case may be. And the thing went on. But this is what happened. The child began to misbehave when he became becoming teenager. Everything that the man does not do, the child was doing. Everything that his own children did not do, the child was doing. That was why the man now said, huh? How can the one I born behave like this? Something is wrong somewhere. He now began to seek God. He now went to a prophet, and the prophet now told him that, ask your wife. 
Hello? This is a very serious matter. Terrible matter. You know, because the woman was nursing this in her brain. But you know, at this time now, I was 20-something. About 23, 24. So, the problem started. It was that time that when the man threw her out, she carried her load and came to her house. And my parents said to me, did you remember what you saw? I'm saying that, that those of you who are 9, 8, turn your heart towards God. I can tell you many, many more things. So, it is not when apostle is grown old. What was I doing at the time when I was 8, 9? I was an intercessor. We would pray Fridays, 12 till morning. Every Friday, blessed Friday. 5 a.m., they wake me up in my house. We will we'll walk to church. Okay? We will have morning devotion in church. Go to school. From school, primary school, I walk to church back. My parents did not allow me any social life. My social life is church. My spiritual life is church. Every life is church. Finish. Not every children was doing it. Not every parents was doing it. But my mother was doing it for me. Because my mother told me that you are a covenant child. And my pastor loved me so much. He's the, he's the father of Pastor Ajayi. That's why I'm, I'm raising Pastor Ajayi now. His father raised me. And he loved me so much. Because I will be in the intercessors meeting. The only small boy there. And we will go from place to place intercession. I'm going with them. When they are doing evangelism and the one looking for drum to play. You know this boy who plays trumpet? a saxophone. This is the boy who, who mobilized all other children. Because he started going to play saxophone on his pulpit. At very small age. That's what I was. Listen to me. In your younger age, if you turn to God, He will give you less trouble as you grow up. You understand? Many wrong steps of Christians when they are growing up is because they did not acknowledge God or know Him when they were younger. If you knew God when you were younger, it would be impossible for you to take wrong, wrong steps in marriage, in the cause, education, in anything. Because the Holy Spirit will not permit you. Because you have been faithful in little. You know, when a young man or woman turns towards God, he doesn't know fully what he's doing. He just revere God and fear God. And God honors him so much. And they will live to their older age with, if there is any regret, it will be very, very minimal. I will regret it now. Because God is a God that is trustworthy. So if there is anything I'm telling you today, turn your hearts towards God. It's enough for you. It is enough for you. Now, before we pray. Now, we have been praying since, but tonight we won't pray too long. But you must know why we are praying. So now you understand about heart and mind. For any gift you are looking for, you must turn your heart towards God. You know, when they are praying, <laughs> it's a pity. Some people are praying with their heart. Some people are praying like this. You know that their mind is wandering. A person who prays like that, you even never come to church because you just wasted the whole of your time. That's just a simple fact. Others are praying and committing their heart. You are in the presence of Yahweh. And you are not serious. It's better to just stay in the foyer and be eating and drinking when we are praying here. So that those who are seeking him, we really seek him and find him. And then when they come and ask them, that, what did you get? They'll be telling you. Now for you to mix with them. And they are praying and you are looking. Or they are praying, you are talking to somebody or they are praying. People are praying, the prayer is heavy. The whole place is heavy. And you are not connected in your heart. God just passed by. 
May grace not avoid you. Amen. You know something with God is that God will never turn to you beyond what you turn to Him. He has said it, turn unto me and I will turn unto you. When, when some people say, enjoy that, I, I'm not, it seems God is not answering my prayer. Why should He answer your prayer? You are not serious. He doesn't answer prayer of those who are not serious. He allowed them to be blabbers. And others who are serious, he will bypass them and begin to answer their prayer. So that you will see that you are in the same church. God is answering the prayer of these people. But why is God not answering your prayer? Because you don't have the same heart. You come to God without a heart of commitment, of fear of God. That's the major problem. And if the devil, if the devil is intelligent at all, that's what he will do to Christians. Some, some Christians, they, they wait to be charged up. They want physical feeling before they know God is here. He will have gone before you wake up. Because when he appeared to Elijah, there was rumbling in the mountain, but God was not there. There was fire on the mountain, but God was not there. But after all those manifestations and jiggling and rolling on the floor and falling and rising, to no avail, screaming and stuff, the Bible says a quiet, a still voice spoke from a distance. You will hear his voice. So let us turn our hearts towards God. Amen? But finally, the prayer we are going to pray today is this. The Lord told me, just do one, just one thing on this one. God will undo what the enemy had done. But this is, the year of, this is the month of restoration. If you look at the book of Isaiah 44, very, very quickly. Verse 25, shall we read it together? Please. Yes. What you have just read will happen in your life. But we pray tonight. Whatever be signs of false prophets in your life will come to an end. God will foil it. That is, it will frustrate, King James Version says. It says that, that, frustra- that he that frustrated the token of the liars and make diviners mad. That is what King James Version says. Those who divinate against you will become foolish. The trick Satan has used over you before that work. From tonight that trick will fail. I will get it now. This is what our God does. He says he overthrows the learning of the wise. Okay? And turns it into nonsense. You know, as heaven has record about you and I, Satan has record about us. Especially our past record before we were born again. I will get it now. And what we do now, the demons of hell, they, they record it. But the fact is this. There is a Niger that says in my language, if you say you will, you will capture today, it's tomorrow you capture. The meaning of that is that you are uncapturable. <laughs> Whoever captured a son of God, captured the ark of God. The God of Zion, who showed himself in the midst of the Philistines. And they go fell headlong before the ark of God. Anywhere they take you to, God will show up there. 
Hallelujah. He afflicted the Philistines with boil in their hands and their feet. So will the hand of God be heavy upon anyone who lays hands on you. Listen to me. He forced the sons of false prophet, and he made the viners stupid. Look at Numbers 23, verse 19. Let me first read verse 8. When Balaam was told to curse Israel, he says in verse 8 of 23, chapter of Numbers, How can I curse those who God had not cursed? And how can I denounce those who God had not denounced? Yes? Come on now. Yes? Now, the book of Job that you are reading. Okay? If you have not started reading it, go and read it now. You will discover that in chapter 1, Satan went before God with the angels. When the angels came, he showed up. And God said, what, what are you here? He said, I've been going to and fro. God said, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, God, is because you bless him and all blah, 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 blah. You put an edge around him. He said, permit me to touch him. So, if God did not permit the devil, there is nothing in your life that he can do. Understand this. And if any bad thing happened to you, it is God who permitted it. Even if it is by your mistake, it is God who permitted it. Because God is sovereign, he can turn your mistake into something good. I would mean that. That is the reason why. When the tragedy happened to Job, he did not blame God. He fell to his face and worshipped God. That is a true man of God. That's a true child of God. Knowing that nothing can happen to him by Satan except God permitted. And the end of it will be glory. You see that what that scripture says? How can anyone curse you when God has not cursed you? God will not permit you to be cursed because Jesus paid the price. I will gather now. But then if you look further, there are four. In chapter 19, he says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that will change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? In the book of Joshua, he says, all the promises of God that he promised Israel, none of them, none of them stood unfulfilled. They all came to pass. It says in verse 20, I have received a command to bless. I say today, your enemy will receive a command to bless you. Why? He has blessed and I cannot change it. Anytime anyone will curse you, when they see the blessings of God upon you, they dare not open their mouth to pronounce a curse. Hello? Why? Look at Deuteronomy 23 verse 5. Shall we read it together? However, Deuteronomy 23, 5. Shall we read it together? Stand up on your feet now. 